0: Dad, did you wash my jersey? Mom, can you sign this paper? It's for school. Is there anything else to eat? So, what's this fundraiser for? Ooh, can we stop at the library?
1: So, when's our next Disney trip?
0: Hey Dad, can I ride with you? Did you record the soccer game? We
1: are not getting a cat.
0: The laundry is still out of control. Welcome to the Victory Couch Podcast with Rick and Julie Rando, Season 2! Hello everyone and welcome to the Victory Couch. My name is Julie Rando.
1: And I'm Rick Rando. And
0: we've made it another week.
1: To the couch we go.
0: We've made it guys. We made it. How's everyone's summer going?
1: How's your summer, Julie?
0: You know, Rick, it's uh, it's starting to get better.
1: Yes, we survived June, June? and now we're deep into July, mm-hmm. yeah. and it's it's good. Yeah. It's good, and this is coming from someone that doesn't like summer. Yeah. So it's good.
0: There's been good moments. We'll talk about prop your feet later.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of prop your feet up moments of the week. However, if you are new, here's the way this thing works. I bring two questions to Julie. She brings two questions to me. We banter. We go back and forth. She's on the right side of the couch. I'm on the left side of the couch, and we're here, you know, so it's not just in a recording studio or something. We're on our couch, the victory couch. We made it. So uh, welcome, and we welcome you to Squish on in. Welcome, everyone. Julie, you get to go first this week. Give me your first question.
0: All right. So we are taking some trips before the summer's over. Yes. And I couldn't help but think about childhood vacations. Mm-hmm. And it's funny, I remember one of my brothers saying, and Dad, forgive me if this ever makes it back to you, but I remember him saying, Man, Dad always looked ticked off in family <laughs> photos, like on vacation. Why did he always look so ticked off and like the last, <laughs> so, sorry, Dad? Um, But the answer is parents, and I didn't know this as a kid, and you know, neither did he, but parents have a lot of work to do just to get to vacation right I mean it it takes us a lot to get there and there's moments that arise on family vacation whether it be you get a flat tire or somebody forgot to pack something or siblings are picking on each other so it leads me to this question tonight Rick okay when going on family vacation, there's like I said always challenges that arise, always challenging moments. What are some that you might remember as a kid or as a parent with our kids and how would you recommend that we make the most out of those tricky moments?
1: Well, I will tell you in adding to what you what you say, uh-huh. what you said earlier. We don't know what we don't know. Right. Right? So, you know, kids are like Santa Claus, right? Because they just show up on the 25th ready just to deliver the presents to make the magic, right? Okay. But it's the elves that do all the work, right? Sure. The elves are like putting everything together behind the scenes. They don't even get any credit.
0: No. Right? No, it's Not, not You know, You don't
1: say like, oh my gosh, the elves came. No, you say Santa came, right? right? And I think that when you go on vacation, it's just like that. Like kids mm. are showing up like, okay you yeah, know when do we ride the roller coasters like where are we staying like when do we eat like how long is the car
0: ride <laughs> when do we you eat you know like
1: yeah. Uh, yeah, there's so many just from packing you know and my wife does most of the packing here because mm-hmm. she's very thorough and she thinks of things that that i do not in fact if even if i'm going to go speak i run my list by her to make sure that i've packed everything okay so just packing everything up is a chore in itself okay and i think we talked about that you know, efficient ways a couple episodes ago. Sure. But just thinking through all of that, you know, kids are asleep. They're not like, what am I wearing on day four? Like, they don't they don't know. Right. They don't know. So I guess the biggest thing is props to any parent out there who has, or any human that has planned a vacation for other humans. I just want to say, great job. Okay? Great job out there for um, doing all the work that no one sees for being the master elf. Okay? All right. So now that, you know, we've talked about that, uh, I remember one time going to Florida Uh and we got stuck in a snowstorm. And I think it was somewhere in Georgia. Okay. okay? And I think it had snowed, I don't know, like three times in the history of the world in Georgia or something (laughs) like that. Um, Or maybe it was in Jacksonville. Maybe it was, it was down there. It was, it was maybe in
0: Jacksonville. Yeah. Not too far from
1: Um, the Georgia line. So it was, it was pretty rough. Uh, It was in the middle of the night. My dad was trying to just push through and the snow, which in that case down there was probably like a millimeter, <laughs> but it just stopped everything. So we tried to find a um, you know a place to stay and we could not find anything except this motel. Uh-huh. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. there was one room, it was a double bed, and there were four of us. <laughs> and it was rough. Uh-huh. Let me just tell you, I just remember as a kid that there were... Legs and feet and, you know, people were over the covers. Some people were under the covers, you know, but there was just appendages everywhere and everybody's trying to sleep. It was like Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. You know yeah. what I mean by that is yes. everybody's in Grimp, the bed. Grampa and George. Or, yeah, yeah. Grandpa Joe. Joe, sorry. And, and everybody's in there and there was no room for keys, if you know what I'm saying. So, right. uh, yeah, that was probably the biggest traveling thing. I also remember one time that my mom took us on vacation with family friends. And somehow they didn't have like they ran out of money, and uh, I just remember eating, you know, two meals at like a Seven Eleven, you know, on the side of the road. Like we had beef jerky and like, uh, <laughs> yeah, <you did. laughs> yes, we did. Yeah, it was it was interesting. So you, mom allowed, can fill the story. <laughs> are you
0: allowed to tell the story. <laughs> yeah, many years yeah, later. Yeah, yeah, I can tell the okay, story. Okay. Okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So anyway, well, you just do what you do, right? Yeah. What are you going to do? So you said, how do you make the best? How do you a make the best of them? Situa- All those tricky
0: situations. You just, you just do it. Yeah. You just
1: do it. So what you don't realize is when it gets bad, you're actually making a memory. Mm. Okay? A core memory mm. because you don't remember, you know, the average, you remember ex- the exceptional and the horrible, right? <laughs> right. So, you, you know, like as a kid, you don't know. You're just, oh, we're eating at 7-Eleven. Okay, sure. You know, can I get the, you know, the the nacho cheese doritos instead of the cool ranch? Uh, well, let's see which ones on sale. You know, I I just I think that you remember those things because it was out of the ordinary. And so I think when things are out of the ordinary, it's an opportunity to build core memories and also at least something to to laugh about when you get older.
0: That's so such good advice because I think if I were a kid and, you know, instead of going to like a cracker barrel or something, my parents were like, all right, guys, dinner in 7-Eleven. I'd be like, yes, can I get a big Slurpee and mix all the flavors and and then I'd remember that. You're right. I'd be like, hey, that was that was so fun. Remember the time. Yeah, because yeah. it's
1: not something you do all the time. Yeah. All right. So Jules, S- give me the worst of the worst here. What do okay. you
0: got? Okay. I well, we've all had memories and trips like that. And I guess I have advice to my younger self on kind of trips that went awry or moments that went awry. And Part of it is going to sound really silly and self-sufficient, but you have to plan for that even as a kid. So if you're one of our younger listeners, we've learned recently, we do have a high school crowd that does listen to us. If you're a younger listener and your family planned a trip for you, take the time to pack a bag of when I get extremely bored or pack your own snacks or, you know, so I think this also goes for a parent, you know, like my younger self, gosh, had I thought to pack X, Y, and Z and, you know, it's like with Dylan, I say, all right, pack your sister bag. We're going to be gone for a while. Make sure you have a book, art supplies, you know, a snack, have your water bottle. And I put that on her like to teach, you know, self-sufficiency and responsibility and all of that. And while in trips that go crazy and awry, you can't control everything. I think if you at least attempt, Hey, something could be really messed up or, you know, my, I may not get along with my brother in the car. Oh my gosh, we have an eight hour drive. It's going to be like, it's going to be hard. We're in close quarters. If we're in my vehicle, they are almost elbow to elbow. Right? So it's thinking ahead of time, like, all right, we'll get a couple pillows and put the divider up, you know, do something. So I think as a parent, the more that we can plan ahead of time, it all comes down to planning. You were talking about packing. I think one of the ways to kind of make the best of those bad situations are to kind of surprise your family with unexpected things. Like, for example, when our kids were toddlers, I don't know if you remember this or not, but one of the things that I jotted down was, and I've I've passed this along to a friend of mine who has now a four-year-old. But when her son was taking his first plane trip from the West Coast to the East Coast, she was like, hey, what kind of advice do you guys have? And one of the things I said was go to the Dollar Tree, get a bunch of little, like, tchotchkes, lots of little, you know, knick-knack gifts and, and a card game and a drawing board and, you know, unwrap this little figurine and whatever. Kids love fresh new things that they've never played with. And one of the ways to keep things going is to surprise your kids or surprise your if it's you, I'm like, hey, guess what? You know, I packed you a bag that has plain and peanut M M's in it, right? You and you're two hours into your trip and you're starting to get a legit and you're like, oh man, you know? So what could have gone sour, you being like, I need a snack and I'm starting to get like I need a pick me up. I'm like I thought it through. So surprising your family, thinking it through packing things, teaching your kids how to be more self sufficient, I think Traveling is a great time to really teach those lessons. Yeah, so.
1: absolutely. I, and I think that the bottom line of, of anything is that you can plan, plan, mm-hmm. plan, plan, but you can't plan for the unexpected. Yeah. You know, but you can plan of if things go sideways, mm-hmm. okay, maybe we do have some snacks. We have some things that we could do, some drawings, some books, that yeah. kind of thing, just in case. I mean, like, think about it. Nobody wants to get stuck at an airport overnight, but if you did, mm-hmm. would you have enough stuff to right. to get through that? You know, so, yeah, I think that's really good advice. So, yeah, good questions. Yeah, rules.
0: have those extra chargers. You know, if you're going on a road trip, throw some toilet paper rolls in your car too, guys, because we've all been to the bathrooms where you're like, are you serious? <laughs> I'm just saying, like, it doesn't hurt. So, all right, what do you have for well, me tonight?
1: You were talking about travel, and mm-hmm. that leads itself into my first question. Okay. Which is pretty simple. Where is the most amazing place in nature that you've ever been? All right. So think about all Mm -hmm. the places in nature that Mm -hmm. you've ever been in your whole life. Yeah. Uh, You can elaborate or you can just list them or, you know, what's the most amazing place that you've ever been in nature?
0: I'm going to give you the first two that jumped into, well, I'll give you three. Three that jumped into my brain. Um, Austria is one of them. Innsbruck, Austria. Rothenburg, Germany. It's another one. Um, And then if you want to go on the more tropical side, being in Kauai, Hawaii, and being in Aruba. I think those would be my top two more tropical paradise. And then those two spots in Europe, I haven't been in over 20 years, so it's time to go back. But Austria and Germany, really just Bavaria in general, being on the Rhine River, um, my gosh, seeing the new Schweinstein castle, anything in that area, it is just breathtaking. I mean, if you Googled the new Schweinstein castle, or if you Google really any castle in Austria or Germany, anywhere in that region, it's breathtaking.
1: We do have a lot of German listeners, by the way. That's right. We do. Yeah. So maybe, um, one day we can come and stay with you. Yeah, that when we come would, that would and be fantastic.
0: I remember staying at a really cool inn in Kaiserslaut in Germany with my, uh, my brother lived there for a little while. He lived over in that region of Germany. And um, it was just awesome. And the people were so kind. And everyone kept everything so clean. And my mom always says, yeah, they sweep the streets all the time, you know and It's just lovely. I mean, but nature, your question was nature. So I'll get away from the city streets and that sort of thing, which I wasn't in the deep city, but little villages. But it's just gorgeous. It's like, you know, if you turn on the sound of music and you see, you know, Julie Andrews swirling around as Maria in the hills, singing the song, you're like, yeah, that's what it looks like. I mean, it's like you feel like you're in a picture and you're reaching out to be like, is that real? That's completely a hundred thousand percent what it feels like. So Germany and Austria, double thumbs up. I'm going to talk about my tropical favorites for a quick second. We went to Hawaii many moons ago, um, almost 17 years ago. And we had the opportunity to go to a couple of different places in Hawaii, but they called Kauai the garden um, isle if I remember correctly and it was just lush and lovely and everything that you think of when you think of Hawaii if you've never been there
1: well they did film Jurassic Park there did they most of mm. uh, most of in, on the Hawaiian islands okay but on Kauai specifically there's a couple different uh, parts because they went to an island that's uninhibited by humans mm. in the movie and Kauai is the closest thing to an island that doesn't have any humans on it. Yeah, it's so beautiful. So it is very beautiful. I'll second that notion.
0: So that's one. And then we found Aruba in the last five to ten years and oh my gosh. I love it. I absolutely love it. It's um I I once heard someone say it's kinda like the East Coast version of Hawaii, if you will. Like, you know, obviously it's, you know, north of South America. Um, and not at all part of the states like Hawaii is, but It's a, it's a faster flight and (laughs) it's just lovely. I loved it there. I love the food. I love the people. I love the climate. um, I loved exploring. I loved where we were at. So yeah, just a gorgeous paradise. Loved it all. So how about you, Rick? I could talk about travel and lovely nature places forever, but those popped in my head.
1: Yeah. So I'm going to give you a couple. Uh, I would say Niagara Falls would be one. Mm, Uh, I was there on both sides when I was a kid, the United States and the Canada side. Uh, I would say the Californian coast. Mm. So we were driving. I think as the sun was setting. Um, I guess a couple years uh, into Lawson's life, we just happened to be out there, and I just remember driving on the coast. It was just so cool, yeah, yeah, gorgeous, gorgeous. Um, the Badlands. I've been there in um, the Dakotas uh, and also uh, Yellowstone, which the real place. Uh, is absolutely picturesque. Uh, I'd say Colorado. It mm-hmm. just seems everywhere you go in Colorado, it's like a postcard. I've <laughs> said that before, because you're 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 usually you know down low, and you're just surrounded by these these mountains yeah. with uh, snow tops, and just just gorgeous, absolutely gorgeous. Um, I would also say Japan. Uh, I've been there, and Japan at night. Depending on, you know, where you are, there's just something sort of magical about that place. Mm. Um, And then last for me is on the big island, we went to Mauna Kea. Mauna Kea is a uh, like a volcano that's dormant. And friends of ours gifted us for our honeymoon, gifted us a Jeep and an excursion up to the top of that particular mountain. And it's so high. Um, but I just remember driving up and you have to stop so far up to, so your body can acclimate to the altitude change. And, um, I just remember the sun going down, we're above the clouds and the sun was below the clouds, which was odd. Um, you're looking out and you're seeing, it's like everything in reverse. Like, it's almost like you're upside down. Like the sun's supposed to be above the clouds, but it was below the clouds. And then it got dark and there's an observatory up there. Mm Um, I guess you know for the stars and and that kind of thing, and it was unlike anything i've ever seen yeah. before just crazy, just the stars it just didn't look real it it looked like like a movie like star wars it it looked like a movie okay i'm gonna i'm gonna do one more sorry sorry i'm gonna do one more um so I was in Thailand a couple years ago, and the host family uh that was what was hosting me I was doing some martial art demonstrations with a friend over there and they said, you gotta see this tree in the middle of the night. So mm-hmm. we get on this boat, and they're rowing in the middle of nowhere. I mean, I'm talking in the middle of absolute nowhere. There's no cell service, there's nothing. And we rowed probably for about 45 minutes. And we're just sitting in the boat. Nobody speaks English, and um, except our interpreter. And they, they were all rowing, you know? And so anyway, we get to this tree, and they said, well wait, we just wait here. And we're waiting and waiting and waiting, and finally, Out of nowhere, the tree lights up and it's all of these fireflies, um, you know, swirling around this tree. And it was literally something like out of a Disney movie. It Mm -hmm. was it was it wasn't real. I was looking at what I was seeing was not real. How was there millions of fireflies around this one tree? And it's just God's way to say, hey, pay attention, like slow down. Mm. Like I never would have said, okay, let's go on a two hour you know, um, rowing trip in the middle of nowhere to see a tree, um, but I was so glad that I saw that with my own eyes because yeah. I wouldn't I wouldn't have believed it and if if I didn't see it. So yeah, that's yeah, so those cool. are My questions. I'm going to double up. I'm going to double up if that's okay. That's fine. Go because ahead. my next question actually lends itself to potentially travel. Okay, because sometimes when we're in different places, different countries, that kind of thing, people obviously know we're uh, American. <laughs> um, by a, a, a variety of ways, but so so I would just ask you because we do have a lot of international listeners mm-hmm. Okay, so what is the best and worst things about being from the United States or about about oh being word. an American? Okay, so look we could talk about this for 45 minutes. I don't want to do that. So give me the top three Best things I'll give you my three best things and we'll do the worst things. That'd be good. Go ahead. Okay You want to start it off? No, 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 go ahead. No, no, no. no I ask you.
0: Okay well, let me just um, put a plug in for a podcast I listen to. I listen to a podcast called Flightless Bird. It's off the armchair expert, um, I guess, grouping of podcast with Dak Shepard. But this uh, this one podcast, Flightless Bird, talks so much about this topic you're bringing up. It's all about the nuances of being an American because it's essentially a New Zealander who was accidentally marooned in the U S during the pandemic. So a lot of these topics come up and I've had time to think about this. So it's kind of fun that you brought it up. All right. The best part of being an American would, I would say is our food. That's one of the best parts. Where else can you go to get like deep fried funnel cake batter or, you know, slushies the size of your head or ice cream cones that are like three feet tall. Or fill in the blank. I'll stand by that. I think one of the best things is how crazy we are about food. Yes, we do have massive portions and so on and so forth. And that obviously can be a bad thing too. But I'm going to say the food, the culture of different pockets of the US would be another thing that I want to talk about because, you know, America, it's what we are. We're the melting pot, right? So I would say getting to learn about different cultures without going super far is kind of a really cool thing to do. Um, there's two. You said top three. Top yeah. three, like, great things and, and maybe a couple not so good things. Um, let's see. One more. What else do I love about America? I would say the, just the geography. Of the United States. You know. Maybe because it's fresh in my head. From just speaking. And also the podcast I referenced. um, He talks about going to. Tons of different places. And like I was on this side of Texas. And then went to that side of Texas. And you know. He has a whole part about. Talking about the Florida Everglades. And you know. Just different places in the states. And we do live in a very diverse. Geographic landscape of a country. I mean think about it. Desert. Um. You know, Alaska, we were just talking about Hawaii, any, you know, East Coast to West Coast and everything in between. I mean, so I'm going to go with that. I'm going to go with food. I'm going to go with learning about different cultures relatively close by and the geography. Those are, I think, some of the best parts about being living in America. Those would be my top. All right, good.
1: I think that that's good. I I would agree with food. Uh, We had Australian friends uh, visiting and they just said, oh my goodness, you you, you can get anything you want, anytime you want. Yeah, pretty and much. And they just, you know, when they were here one day, it was one day towards the end of the trip, we just went from some of the uh, favorite chain restaurants they've seen on TV.
0: Oh, my gosh. And we just fine. went to
1: Starbucks. Then we went to Dunkin' Donuts. And then we went <laughs> no. to like to a CBS. I mean, we just went boom, 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 mm-hmm. boom. And it was, uh, that's what they wanted to do. And that was cool. You know, we take that kind of stuff for granted. <laughs> right. Um, I would say also that... We have a variety of things at our fingertips as far as interstate travel, where we can see the, the coastline, we can see, you know, like, like I said, the Badlands, um, you know, we can see out Mount Rushmore, we can go uh, on the plains, we can go uh, up north, uh, we can go to, uh, you know, the mountains, that kind of thing in and not have to even break out a passport. Mm-hmm. which I think is kind of neat. Yeah. Um, so so that's kind of cool. And also like different dialects. You know, you go <laughs> up north and it's like wicked lobster and you go down south and it's like, y'all want some grits? You know, like it doesn't matter. Don't hold any of that against me. Okay, I tried my best there. Uh, Julie's looking at me like, what? Okay, I tried. Okay, I tried. I tried that's to okay. do my, carry I tried on, to carry do my. On. So anyway, but that's just, that just speaks to the culture of the United States. Yeah. It's like, we all live here. But depending on where you grew up, Mm -hmm. there are different customs and cultures, you know, that kind of thing. And the last thing is, I would say, our freedoms that we all take for granted. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a rant by Dennis Leary in the movie Demolition Man, okay? And it's a little PG-13-ish, okay? But I'm going to give you, you know, basically just the highlights. And I think this speaks to the United States of America. Uh, It says... He's basically, he's one of the outcasts and he says, I'm the enemy because I like to think, I like to read, I'm into freedom of speech and freedom of choice. I'm the kind of guy who wants to sit in a greasy spoon and think, gee, should I have the T-bone steak or the jumbo rack of barbecue ribs with a side order of gravy fries? I want high cholesterol, I want to eat bacon, butter and buckets of cheese, Okay. I want to smoke a Cuban cigar the size of Cincinnati in a non-smoking section. And then, he, of course, he goes on and on and on. Mm-hmm. But I think that, I think as Americans, you know, we get to do all those things. But with those freedoms come extreme responsibilities. And I think, I think that lately, we as Americans um, are are taking it just a little bit too far. Yeah, We get to do this. We get to have that. And you know what? You can't stop me because I want to do this or I want to do that or I want to think this way or I don't really want to work today or, you know, fill in the blank. So I think we've forgotten the freedom that we have. And with that freedom comes responsibility also not to impede on other people's freedoms. And that uh, is sort of the best thing. It's also the worst thing. It's part part of my worst thing on my worst list is where we've become very self-centered. Yeah. Um, so that, that would be, you know, my, one of my biggest things. I also think that there's stereotypes with Americans because we're not all crazy. Okay. So listen, if you're listening to us from <laughs> other places, we're not all crazy. We're, we're not, we're not, we're not all, you know, um, you know, out, out of control extremist, over here, yeah, extremist yeah, one way the or the, or the yeah. other. Um, and really we just most of us just want to be left alone and, and we're, we're good people. We work hard. Uh, we follow the rules and, and we do what we're supposed to do. Um, so we, we kind of get labeled I would say. And, uh, the other thing I think about the the worst thing, uh, about us is that, um, is our privilege because, um, we are so blessed. We are so lucky. We do have a lot of resources over here and food and opportunity and that kind of thing. And, I I think until you lose it, you don't really appreciate it. So I think that that sort of pours into the self-centeredness. But uh, Jules, what do you think? What did I miss?
0: Yeah. Well, you know, one of the greatest things it's ties back to travel. One of the greatest, um, I guess, lessons from travel is how good you have it. You know, when you go to countries or um, even just different places in the U S to be honest, and you realize, man, I'm so fortunate or, you know, oh my gosh, we have it so good. Or, you know, or you can get a pizza delivered or these days, you know, DoorDash or wherever. Like you said, there's just such, um, such <laughs> things at our fingertips. We are very, very spoiled. And, um, unfortunately that leads sometimes to entitlement. And that's one of the things that I really struggle with, um, seeing happen in, um, in the youth of America and even in adulthood. It's, uh, it's it's really ridiculous. So, yeah, you know, we're fortunate to be in climate controlled homes with, you know, fill in the blank, the opportunity for health care and yeah. so on and so forth. So, yeah, it's we we have our flaws in America. I mean, there's not one perfect country in, in the world. But, yeah, I, I'd say that's the biggest thing. And also, you know, Americans by nature are just so self-centered. I jokingly say things like, you know, the World Series yeah okay that's w- who in the world's playing those are all united states teams
1: well there there's toronto okay okay sorry <laughs> yeah
0: the blue jay okay pretty much right yeah. that's not the world series Yeah, it's not the same world thing series. with the super bowl we are the world champions and it was sports I, I that's always been a pet peeve of mine it's like you are not world anything
1: yeah but the world cup in soccer that, you know, okay, we always lose. <laughs> so precisely, I don't know, and nothing against the soccer team. Believe me, you know, go USA. Yeah. Uh, but you know, when we when we do face the oh, world in a lot it. of cases, yeah. Well, the Olympics, we do do well in the Olympics,
0: depending on the sport. Yeah, depending
1: on the sport, we do yeah. do well. But um, we're only
0: one. That's a yeah. thing. We're only one country. Yeah. Out of one. the entire world, but many Americans think it's all about us. So yeah. that, to me, is the worst part about being an American. Is You know, we are all guilty of those moments. And I think it's most important to spread it out there to to other Americans. Hey, go travel. You know, hey, go see life beyond where you're at. Yeah. And and yeah, all those things would make for a better world. And if you can't, if you don't have the means to, and you do have the means to read, you know, if you are literate, pick up a book books can take you to minds and places and moments and stories and difficulties and tragedies that people have lived all across the whole world that you can learn from if you just take a second to, to dive into a good book. So if you can't travel, pick up a book, Yeah, learn some perspective.
1: I love that. Yeah. That's really good. Yeah.
0: All right, Rick, I have a question for you tonight that deals with a kid's activities. Okay. Our kids have lots of activities, don't they?
1: Very. Yes. Very many. And
0: you know, we're in the summer, and one would think, oh, it's not, it's not the school year. They're just chilling. No, no, no. Our son's on his third soccer camp coming up next week. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's always something. But here's an interesting question I was thinking of. While we do support our kids in anything they want to pursue, right? Anything they want. Has there been an activity? that either of our kids have done that you weren't particularly fond of or you tried to steer them away from or is has there been something where you're like yeah let's not do that or I'd rather you not and what was your reasoning so kids activities we certainly try to support them but is there anything out there I'll give you mine just to tell you like with Lawson fortunately he never came to us and said mom dad I really want to play football I think I personally would have struggled with that because of concussions and because of injury and, and things like that. As a parent, one of the things, and, and guys, you know this out there, sometimes it's really tough to say no to something they love. For example, our son, and I think we shared this about, I don't know, however long ago on the podcast, he desperately wanted to play travel soccer, right? Desperately wanted to play it. And there's a whole story behind it, but I gotta tell you, I have moments where I struggle I struggle with being a parent of a kid who plays for a travel team because it's you know it's a huge commitment, time, energy, and money, like anything else so personally, I'll be very candid. I struggle with that when he was thinking of playing travel baseball. I struggled with that, so i'm i'm not <laughs> I'm saying support your kids, I'm saying obviously we're gonna have moments where it's like, that's really tough. So, you know, that, that's, I'll just say it. Those are the ones, Um, you know, and then there's moments where I'm like, our kids tried something like Lawson tried robotics and he didn't love it. And I kind of wish he did, you know? So I guess those are my questions. Like, have you ever had those moments and how did you handle it?
1: I've never really steered our kids away from mm-hmm. things, I guess football probably would be, but we, we never really said you couldn't play no. or that. It wasn't you know, like, here's a flyer for it. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. we, we never said you couldn't, but yeah. yeah, knowing the injury rate there, um, probably would, was, would be better that at the younger age that he didn't, uh, until he was a little more developmentally ready, uh, cognitively and physically. So maybe he wouldn't get hurt. Yeah. Um, but i i one thing i wish he would have done was continue with with drums mm, uh that's he, good. he was a percussionist there all the way through elementary school and he was really good at it mm-hmm. in fact his music teacher said he was one of the best in the county i don't know how many <laughs> times she told uh, other Apparently, kids that but yeah. um it was it was just hard being a drummer uh and my dad was a drummer mm-hmm. my grandfather was a drummer okay so Lawson, if you're older listening to this, you broke the the cycle at the fourth generation. Hey, he tried, though. He did. He did. Um, Two years. But I I wish he would have, you know, done that. But also, you know, I get it. Like, you can't do everything. Mm -hmm. Like, that's the bottom line. You can't do everything. And we're on the precipice of having to start saying no to things because the commitment is going to be greater. Like, you can get away, oh, you do one practice a week and a game and that kind of thing. And you can overlap activities. But the older you get when you start playing for, you know, your your middle school, high school, I know that when I coached freshman basketball, we were practicing six days a week mm-hmm. for three hours a day. Mm. We didn't practice on Sunday, okay? That was, you know, 20 years ago. Who knows, they might practice on Sundays now. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't. I mean... I would have a hard time saying, okay, we're going to go to practice on Sunday. But, um, I wish he would have done that. So yeah. I don't know if I didn't really answer your question, but no, that's, that's yeah. good.
0: I think it's, it's okay to have this discussion. I know it feels a little like, Ooh, that, that feels a little uncomfortable, but I'll tell you, I mean, I grew up in tap for a decade and our daughter wants absolutely nothing to do with tap, like nothing, absolutely nothing to do with it. I would love it if she changed her mind because I see the rhythm in her. And out of all the styles of dance, I think there's a couple that she would gravitate to, and I think that's one of them. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's, it's so tough. It's tough when... There's an activity that you're like, ooh, I'm not really fond of, fill in the blank, you, know, you whatever it be. You but can't you can't project can't, your
1: successes, failures, your...
0: Hesitancies, whatever be, it may be. Your yeah. memories
1: on your kid. Yeah. You, you can't do that.
0: Yeah. It's, t- it's so tough. It's so tough. And, you know, the one thing that people most assume about our children is that they're both martial artists, right? They're like, oh, well, of course they're, you know, and we're like, yeah, but they choose to be like they choose yeah. they they choose to stay in class and we have you know we have real discussion about you know Lawson do you want to stay on demo team do you still want to try out for demo team and it's like yeah i i enjoy you know performing i enjoy that or you know at so it's it's that kind of thing we do have those discussions and it's something if you're a parent, you know, check back in with your kid, too. Don't assume that just because they're doing something that they're always going to love it. And that doesn't mean you're giving up on something. It means you're being true to who you are, where your talents lie. And, you know, a curiosity is a beautiful thing as a kid. I think, um, you know, following their passion and following where their interests lie, um, you know, we wouldn't have found a couple of things for our kids had we not allowed them that freedom to do so. So
1: Yeah. What you say no to today will allow you to say yes to
0: tomorrow. Yeah. (laughs) Story of the season right now. Yeah. Yeah. That's so true.
1: For sure. All right. We are to the couch crumb of the week. Julie, what's your couch crumb?
0: All right. I have to switch to a piece of paper, Rick. I'm sorry. (laughs) All right. Couch crumb of the week. Okay. So I'll start with something that was good. This is not my official prop your feet up, but I got to photograph a wedding this past weekend. Yes. Which was extraordinary it was a gorgeous day I had my favorite second shooter by my side that's my husband on the left side of the couch yes and my couch crumb unfortunately of the week is how sore my body was the following day (laughs) and let's be real the second half of the wedding like the last two okay not second half the last we shot for about eight and a half hours. Okay. The last two hours, I was very achy Rick. Like I'm feeling older in my body and that's my straight up couch crumb. I'm just being truthful. I had to take ibuprofen before, like as we pull in the driveway (laughs) to pick up our kids, I'm like, I need, did you really take? I did. Like, I was like, I I thought I told you, Hey, I've got to take, got to take something. My lower back to like, I had pretty much all my back. It was just super achy. And I know this from even doing just family shoots or senior sessions. The day after any shoot that I do, my quads hurt because I don't use them all the time doing squats. When I do sessions, specifically working with families with young children, and I'm up and down and up and down and up and down, I don't do squats every day. So it's kind of the like, you know, if you don't use the muscle and then you use it and you're sore, you know about this. I mean, obviously, you're doing squats and you're doing all the stuff that I'm saying. I don't do that every day, guys. So I was super, super, super achy. And it didn't last as long as I thought it would. It lasted the last couple hours of the evening and pretty much the majority of the next day. I was super achy. So couch crumb. I mean it was great because I had a great opportunity, but straight up couch crumb, I haven't felt like that in my body in a long time. And I'm feeling my age, so that's my couch crumb. Nice. Yeah, I guess. What's yours on?
1: Well, mine is 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 really um it's it's a bad couch crumb.
0: Oh, I'm sorry.
1: Um so family friend uh has been really fighting a rare form of bone cancer for i would say two plus years and you know things were looking pretty good and basically just found out that bone cancer's back and it's in three places and um, trying some different experimental treatments mm-hmm. and things like that but i know that the road that they have has been rough but the road moving forward is going to be even tougher. So um, I sort of reached out of my comfort zone and, you know, called uh, the friend and, and, you know, didn't want to be too intrusive, but uh, did want to let him know that, you know, we were praying for him and um, just, I don't know, just so thankful. Like we forget, regardless of what country you live in, we forget how blessed we really are. When you have your health, you literally have everything because anything else can be bought or made or given. But health is something that you can't put a price on it. And I just feel bad because there are things that I can do. Um, but there's not a lot I can do. So my couch crumb is that uh, that family is about to embark on a very rough journey yeah. moving forward. They have two kids, and yeah, so anyway, not not good. So, what's your prop your feet up moment, Jules? Mm. What's your prop your feet up moment this week?
0: It's hard to transition out of. I'm sorry, honey. I
1: know.
0: All right, my prop your feet up moment lends itself to. An extraordinary Monday we had recently. It's not often on a Monday that I see my dad. And it's not often on a Monday that we go to Chuck E. Cheese. And it's not often on a Monday that you're with me. And the coolest part of the whole day, so that just paints a picture of like, you know, how how the day started. But the coolest thing is that we get home and later that night, our daughter, using her genius brain and super creative spirit, comes up with her own version of Chuck E. Cheese. And you got to experience. I know she yes. she redid this for you. Yes. Um.
1: I had to pay tokens and you everything. You sure
0: did. You have, you have to show up with a dollar and she changes it into tokens.
1: And also, that she does with invisible ink. Invisible ink. Just so if you've ever
0: been to Chuck E. Cheese, you know, they use the invisible ink to identify who's with each child and they shine it on your. There's a number and it matches up with the kid and whoever else is with the kid. So she did the exact same thing. She transformed our basement into her version of a Chuck E. Cheese and she called it Lucky Rat. (laughs) The Lucky Rat. It was, I saw the sign and laughed so hard. I needed that. I needed that joy. I needed to see a kid being a kid, a creative kid being a kid. And it was so delightful. She had about, I'd say, five different games or stations set up. Oh, yeah. And you did have to take your coins and put them through the <laughs> slot that she made. It was so creative and
1: and she just did it on her own. She, she did. Just, no one told her she just I just went downstairs. She, went downstairs, she and disappeared then, for like, like forty five an minutes yeah. and boom, we have a arcade in yeah. our in our basement. And
0: I told her that dad has to do the lucky rat um <laughs> a couple of days later because I really need that space cleaned up instead of random stuff everywhere. But you know, those moments of childhood you just cannot yep. you can't recreate it and it is priceless to see that creativity come out of a kid. So my prop your feet up was both a random, awesome Monday, and uh, it finished with a visit to the lucky rat. So
1: well, mine was two days before Mm -hmm. where good family friends of ours took Lawson and I night fishing. Nice. It was pretty amazing. So uh, they invited us. uh, It's been a while that they've put the invitation out there. But we just through Mm -hmm. busyness and sickness and things just haven't been able to go. And last week we went, uh, we, we showed up at their house. They picked up their boat. They have a fantastic boat, by the way, carpet and the latest gadgets and gizmos aplenty, if you know what I mean. And, uh, we went to this lake. I won't say the name of it because it was extremely secluded. There's only one house on the lake. It's a Mm man-made lake. Uh, and it was absolutely gorgeous two boats the entire time we were there. One was you know pulling out when we, we were putting in and another boat that was doing night fishing as well. And it was it was awesome. I mean, the technology on this thing was was phenomenal. but you know we, we fished I guess from about 8:30 to 1:30 in the morning and you drop this light down and the minnows start gathering. And, uh, our guide, AJ was like, okay, this is the bait. This is what you do. And was, you know, walking us through how to do it. And of course his son, Elijah, the first mate, he was all over the place, you know, really helping Lawson. And it seemed like every 20 minutes Lawson had a tangle on his line or the string was off or something, you know what I mean? He was constantly helping Lawson. So the two of these guys were just, I felt like I was on a private fishing tour. Mm -hmm. Um, and of course, Mom, Miss April, she packed all the goodies, which I think makes a good fishing trip, <laughs> which was good. But uh, it was it was a blast. I think we caught uh, collectively we caught close to twenty fish. Yeah, that's awesome. So big rain, big rainbow trout, big one, uh, big ones, and a walleye and uh, some other stuff. So it was it yeah. was a great trip. That that doesn't happen every week. That does not. Yeah. And it was a good day. And we don't eat fish, loss and I, so we just threw them all back, which was great. So. It was definitely, definitely my prop your feet up moment of the week. And Lawson would agree. He was talking about it for days after. That's cool. It was, it was cool. So, uh, hey, we want to give you a, a sort of a timeline out there. This is episode 24, as you know. And uh, next week, we are going to do a bye week next week. We are. It's birthday season. And I won't say whose birthday, but um, it's me. And we don't want to feel – and Lawson – and we don't mm-hmm. want to feel pressure – to put one out uh, on during birthday season. I say that in air quotes. Mm -hmm. So our last episode, episode season two, number 25, will be uh, on July 27th. It's going to be coming out. And uh, we're going to wrap up season two. And, of course, then we've got the bonus episodes, the Q&A, the Disney episodes. We're going to take a couple weeks off, recharge, reinvest in us that way we'll be ready for season three. So that's what's coming up. No episode next week. I know. I know you'll miss us. Go back I get and it.
0: listen to your favorites, guys. Yeah. And share with your friends. Share
1: accordingly. Yes. So listen, uh, I think I'm going to close today, sure. Jules. Look, you know, we talk about, you know, travel and we talk about uh, things that really pour into us and things that we get to do uh, and things that we have that we take for granted every single day from the air in our lungs to the roof of our head, to our health. And I just want to say that if you are out there and you have these things, take a couple seconds and just thank God for them because they can be wiped out in a heartbeat. Um, Make sure that you realize that you are a blessed human if you have family, if you have a heartbeat, if you have air in your lungs, if you have a roof over your head, you are better off than a lot of other people on this planet, especially people that are really close to us. So continue to pour out and be thankful. Have that attitude of gratitude, no matter where you go. And you know what? Reach out to somebody that is a friend of yours. Check on them. Make sure they're doing okay. Go outside of your comfort zone, kind of like I did and don't be afraid to be strong for your friends, to pray for your friends, to pray with your friends and, uh, see how you can help serve your fellow mankind. Cause I think no matter where you live, no matter what country you're from, you can do that. We all can do that. And I challenge us all to be better because if we are better, we're making everybody else around us better. And that's going to be a better world to leave to our kids.
0: That's it. Ripple effect, right? Absolutely. Yeah, keep it going. Well, guys, until next time, our last episode here at the very last Thursday of July, we wish you guys an awesome time. If you'd like to send any birthday wishes to my amazing husband or even our son, <laughs> we, I welcome that. I, If you know me, you know I love birthdays for everyone. So it's a busy time for me. I am the only non-summer birthday in the house, so we are looking forward to celebrating here guys just celebrate your days celebrate your moments and celebrate your victories with your friends with your family and guys even with yourself take a pause celebrate what you did great celebrate just the littlest thing and uh, we just challenge you to make some awesome decisions lift people up and uh yeah it'll ripple and go from there so until next time we appreciate you guys stay in touch please look at the show notes over uh you know at the bottom here and take a look at how to get in touch with us. We will see you guys the next time. Have a great week. See you guys. Bye.
1: We are Rick and Julie Rando, and you've been listening to the Victory Couch podcast. You can follow the Victory Couch on Instagram, Facebook, and thevictorycouch.com. Count your lessons, your blessings, and your victories. We'll save a seat for you right here, next time on the Victory Couch.